but you're doing the same thing. You're just riling it up. You're just riling up the problem and you're leading them towards the potential benefit. It's all the same stuff that Don Draper did is the stuff that we're doing now. And Don Draper in the fake, you know, in, in like another universe of AMC, he's fake. But I guarantee those same conversations were happening there, right? It's all the same thing. This is Digital Marketer. Hey, DM listeners, did you know that you can generate leads from Instagram without using any landing pages or websites? If you're not sure what I'm talking about, Instagram actually allows businesses and influencers to set up automations to automatically capture leads through the Instagram inbox. So this means that you can generate leads for your business all using 100% automated Instagram messages. And the good news is our friends at Bot Builders can show you exactly how to do it. They're an industry leader, and these guys have landed some of the biggest clients in the world. So if you want to learn how to use Instagram automation to generate leads, go check out their free training at botwebinar.com. They'll show you exactly how it works. You'll see a live demo and also how you can start using their pre-built templates to start going after big clients yourself. Once again, that's botwebinar.com. Welcome to the Digital Marketer Podcast. I am your co-host, Mandy McEwen, and I have a very special guest today with us, Matt Johnston. Say hi, Matt. Hello. Is that how you pronounce your name? I feel like we've known each other for a long time. And I'm like, how do you pronounce her that? There you go. McEwen. I just learned something new today. Now you know. (laughs) Now you know. So Matt is the video ads guru. So I'm super excited to talk to him today. Matt is the CEO and creative director of Guide Social and the ultimate video marketing experts. And today we are going to get into some video advertising tips and tricks. And Matt is the go-to guy for that. So Matt, you and I connected at Social Media Marketing World. We were both speakers and had a blast. And so I would love for you to give our listeners a quick rundown about you and your agency and kind of your expertise in the video marketing front. Yeah, I, um, I've lived a number of lives over time. <laughs> You're like a cat. <laughs> I know I'm 40 years old and I feel like I'm every age, every, every year of it. I know I don't look it. You don't have to mention that. I, you I'm don't. Aware. You look 22, actually. I'm aware. <laughs> but yeah, I've, I've been all over the place. Back in my 20s, I used to direct theater. That's what I first did. Oh, fun. Seven or seven or eight. Yeah, I think seven years living in Manhattan, directing plays off off Broadway for years. And it's funny because a lot of what I'm doing now is learning from from that because I'm doing so much more directing now, directing actors in commercials. But it's just funny how how that seems relevant all these years later. And, you know, and then I and then I went and I got my master's in journalism because I wanted to change and actually have a career, which eventually led to a bunch of weird stuff, but eventually led me to digital video. And I went into sort of the big publishing world. So I I was one of the first video producers at Business Insider, which is now huge. There's hundreds now, but I was one of the first yeah. sort of five there. And there were only about 75 people on staff there when I was at Business Insider. And when I left, there were probably something like 300 and they'd sold the company. They sold the company a few months before I, before I left. And then I went to New York Magazine. If you know New York Magazine, that's Vulture and The Cut mm-hmm. and all of these places. And I ran their, I built their video program from the ground up and did all that type of thing. I was there for a few years. 
And then I went to Rodale, which is, uh, it doesn't exist anymore, but it existed for decades. So Rodale built men's health, women's health, prevention, all of these different brands. So they brought me in to run video across all of those brands. And I did. Then I went on to Now This after they sold the company. Now This is the biggest social video publisher on the planet on the sort of news front. Built some some lifestyle channels there. Eventually, I, I became I became an entrepreneur. And, and here uh, we are. And here we and here we are like five years, five years later. So that's my journey. I kind of like it. It's fun. I have like a sort of diverse, diverse background. And yeah, it's yeah, fun. you do. Indeed. Indeed. So why? Okay, so you're the video marketing expert, but we I want to focus on the advertising front today. So can you before we get into your fabulous tips and tricks, I want you to give our listeners the landscape of video advertising right now. What what's happening? Why is it hot? Where are the opportunities? Just kind of give like the lay of the land before we get into this. It's more powerful than ever because the algorithms are less powerful than ever. That's kind of where we're at in this exact moment shooting this video. Of course, the landscape of media buying and digital advertising has changed a lot over the past five years. In 2014, 15, before that, all that, even into 16 and 17, I mean, you could get away with a lot because Facebook and Instagram in particular, because the other platforms weren't nearly as established then and still are cutting their teeth, were quite good at finding the right person at the right time. Creative didn't matter quite as much at the time because it was just it was open season, you know? I mean, it was all sort of part of the extended internet boom. People were just not used. It was new and different to even buy stuff online that you would see in ads and all this stuff. And of course, as it got more and more popular, um, there was more competition and the cost of advertising started to go up and everything. But it was still, it was, you know, obviously more competitive, but, you know, still quite good. And, and, and of course, we all know this story. But the algorithms were good as well. And they're still, obviously, the top, artificial intelligence experts in the world, or at least half of them, as I've heard, work at Google or Meta. So, I mean, they're they're still quite good. But privacy policies like iOS 14, obviously, have taken that power a little bit away from the platforms and a little bit out of advertisers' hands. So they've essentially taken a good chunk of the data about what people do off of their platforms away from Google, away from Meta, away from TikTok, away from all these advertising platforms. So algorithms, the whole purpose of algorithms, or as I teach my students, the whole purpose of algorithms is relevancy. That's the product of, rel- of, of algorithms is relevancy. Can I show people the most relevant content at the most relevant times? And when sense. you've got all the data, that's quite powerful. What, what we used to know is that if Mandy goes to Instagram and then Mandy is like, oh, let me go mess around on some site and look at tops for like an hour, they will know that she did that and then they can show her relevant ads based on that. That's not always the case anymore because our data on what people do off the platform is severely truncated. So what does that mean? It just means less data less powerful algorithm. So that means that essentially your creative needs to be better than ever because the creative does the targeting. So you used to say, oh, like everybody who likes XYZ 
we put them into a pot or everybody who has this interest or that interest. And that used to be pretty powerful targeting. And it still is. Don't get me wrong. Those are still powerful ways to target. But they are significantly less powerful now. And Facebook's ability, Meta's ability, or Google's ability to find the right person at the right time is not as good either, depending on what goal you're going for, whether it's conversions or video views or engagement or or whatever it may be. So the creative needs to do the targeting for you. And it's always been important, obviously because that's your ad. I mean, when you think of a billboard, do you think about, I wonder who bought the billboard and how much they spent for it? Or do you look at the message? It's the creative. The, the, The creative is always the thing. If you watched Mad Men, what was the most interesting part and the part that sold clients? It was when Don Draper was talking to everybody about the marketing and creative vision. But the algorithm allowed us to skip that a little because they would just do the work for us. So the Mad Men days are back and creative is more important than ever because it targets and segments. So now these platforms can see which types of creative people are responding to and, sh- and, and show them more of that. But also it allows people to sort of self-select themselves as part of it or not. So there's only so much you can do with an image ad. There's, there's only so much you can do. It's an image. And there's copy, and that's super helpful. But then, of course, there's video, which all the algorithms are pushing anyway. It's it's just gen. It generally tends to be psychologically what people are drawn to, just from a hundred years of watching of us watching television and movies. We're used to escaping into video, and that's why TV commercials were so successful, and that's why now digital advertising in video format is so successful. And that's that's basically the landscape. It's 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 essentially more important than ever because creative is kind of the whole. I often say that like creative is like the whole advertising strategy now. I mean, obviously there's placement and audiences and all of these types of things, but like ultimately, like the buck stops with creative, which I think all like really smart advertisers have always sort of known. And creative can mean many things. It can mean copy. It can mean many things. But I don't think anybody would argue that, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All of the things for sure. But I don't think anybody would really argue that that video is, is very often the fastest way to a conversion. So everybody's sort of trying to figure out how best to marry that knowledge that video can very well usually be the fastest way to a conversion. And just the fact that we know that the algorithm is not going to do as good a job targeting. That was a very long lay of the land. That was amazing. That was a great lay of the land. So are you seeing across the board, like video outperforming, video ads outperforming the image ads now? No, not necessarily. Not necessarily. I think that it is totally brand dependent. I think that I think that, and and, and uh, there there are so many different ways of looking at this as well. Like some people because it really depends on your audience as well. I mean, certain demographics, certain types of products, certain avatars are going to respond better to video than images. I do think that overall what I've seen is that a really great piece of video ad creative tends to have more longevity and more importantly, leads to a bigger brand lift across the board. So a lot of clients that we've made video ads for have also seen really big spikes in Amazon sales and branded search conversions just because our videos often, you know, 
some of the centerpiece videos that we do are often funny. They have a lot of personality and they sort of stick with you. And so you're much more likely than with an image ad to sort of be laying in bed at night and be like, what was that thing with the, like, I, we, we, we recently made a really successful YouTube ad for a client with a talking fish. And like, you know, you like, you may have somebody <laughs> laying in bed being like, ah, oh, what was that ad with the talking fish? Oh yeah, it was that brand. Uh -huh. That's right. That's right. Let's, it's just going to stick with you a little bit more. Makes so sense. I, I would say that's one of the major advantages there. Okay. Are there any industries that you're seeing that aren't, you know, really advisable for video ads? Like, you know, I know you guys work with a lot of different companies across a lot of different industries, but I'm trying to think of like, have you seen any where it's like, eh, it's hit or miss. Like sometimes it's good, sometimes it's not. Or is it across the board? Like any industry can benefit from video ads. Any industry can benefit. For sure. I think that there's a lot of different stages of the funnel. One of the things that I've seen for info products and coaches and consultants in particular is that image ads sometimes do work better when you have something of a long form sales letter in written form in the copy. So I would say like, if, if I was advising a coach or a consultant driving traffic to a VSL or webinar, I would probably advise them to test that first. The copy has to be really good. But that can be, it's just working a little bit better because I think that what you'll see is that you'll, you'll see that the video click-through rates are much, much higher, but the actual conversion rates could be a little bit lower than they'd be on, on the image because someone has just read through that copy and they've bought into it and there's just a, there's a better psychological pull there. And, but and video needs to be part of that advertising strategy down the funnel with testimonials and social proof. And then of course, value-based content from the coach or consultant in video form is ultimately going to be huge. And then of course, you're usually driving. <laughs> that's the thing is you're usually dri that That's an ad, but you're generally driving people to a video that they can consume. Because again, video is the fastest way to a conversion. So yeah, it's interesting with that dynamic. But yeah, that's what I've seen. For most others, especially e-commerce, video is really the way to go. You need everything, to be clear. You can't not have image, image ads. You have to have image ads running because Facebook also, I say Facebook, Meta, whatever. They, they are looking for, um, I don't want to limit this discussion just to Meta ads, but like that's typically what, what, that's what most people are on. They are looking for people that respond to certain types of content. So if you're only running video ads at the top of your funnel and you're not running image ads, you're essentially not even serving impressions to this entire segment of people that just doesn't consume a ton of like as much video on the platform because the algorithm is just pushing all the video people over. And that's making I your click-through rates and your stop stats look really good, but maybe not your conversion rates. So nice. you definitely both. need both of those things. Yeah. But of course, YouTube ads and TikTok ads are the hotness right now. And that's all video. There's I was just no going to say that. Anything else. So. Got it. So across the board, like what are you... Okay. So since you mentioned TikTok and YouTube... We have Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube. Can we talk about like the format of all of these? You know, when you're working with clients, like, do you have to completely, are these completely new ad, video ads for all of them? Do you repurpose the same ones? Like how long are these? Like, I just kind of want you to give like a broad overview of, we have this client, they want to go video ads across all these platforms. How does this work? Yeah, I mean, I think that it's an interesting time for advertising 
because you really can't be in just one place now and really and think you have any chance of success, at least not medium or long term. You kind of need to be everywhere. And that's really intimidating to people. And partially why that's intimidating. One is learning these new platforms, because YouTube and TikTok, again, are the hotness right now. And for good reason. But I think, too, because they are video-driven. And there's just bigger production quality with that. Like, anybody who has a lot of experience in media buying knows how easy it is to throw up an image ad. It's very easy. You just throw it up. You have to be intentional about your copy. But if you're a good copywriter, you can just get it up. I mean, you just do it. A video takes a lot more stuff, um, especially on YouTube and TikTok. Resources, time, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. YouTube especially. Yeah. So talk about that. Like, what does a great YouTube ad consist of? And how long? I mean, uh, I have seen the sweet spot for YouTube videos be somewhere in the minute 10 to minute 20. And, you know, I, I think there's a lot of like experts out there that have all sorts of like, there's only one way to do things. There's never just one way to do mm-hmm. things. I know. Here's the way right. we do them that's successful for the folks that we work with generally. You have a very divisive hook at the beginning, which really pulls people in with empathy. It's very important to pull people right in. You rile them up, you know, you rile up the emotion based on that and or get them excited about said opportunity this could be for e-commerce as well. You make an early CTA, right? And you also make it clear that if they're not interested in this offer to get out of there, because you don't pay for impressions if someone goes away from the YouTube ad before 30 seconds. So it's very, it's it's best practice to sort of make sure that the only people that watch past the 30 second mark are people that could potentially convert. You don't want like, what's the word I'm looking for? I don't know. The only word I can think of is looky lose, which definitely makes me feel like a mm-hmm. eighty year old woman. Creep. <laughs> you just say creeps. <laughs> the creepers. People that are just like the, the, uh, essentially window shoppers. You you don't want a lot of window shoppers after the thirty second mark because if they're not going to convert, you're just, you're just paying for people that are that are just watching your video. But yeah, I would say essentially hook to grab them in, introduce the problem, clear CTA. Make sure that the offer is super succinct and the promise is big. Make sure that they that the right person is staying with you after 30 seconds. Then you want to educate them and use a little bit of social proof and then move them into a very clear call to action. And it's different depending on the industry. When I make these for clients, a lot of times we'll make real like pretty funny videos that are from the customer's standpoint. And they're works of fiction. This is what, like, for example, the talking fish video that we made was a lead gen based video. And it was a customer type person talking about their experience. It was about, here was the problem. I didn't know what to do, blah, 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 blah. Here was the unique solution that I found. I was a little skeptical, but I went through with it anyway. And wow, here's how I feel now because ultimately it's about the benefits and the outcomes. And that video is converting extremely well for this specific company. For coaches and consultants, if you're out there in front of people, obviously it needs to be you in the ad generally, although we are working at testing 
some of the sort of more customer focused stuff that we do with actors because we do a lot of our stuff with actors. But if you're a coach or a consultant looking to get somebody into a webinar or something, it's you and you should really focus on it's essentially a mini webinar, right? Like you're just riling up, you're, 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 you're introducing the pain and the problem right off the bat. Generally, dividing people with sort of what I call like a splitting statement, which really makes people that are like completely not going to convert, just get out of there and bring your most, the the most attractive people through. But it's just kind of like, do you have this problem? What if I told you that we could fix it in an extremely unique way? And doing all the stuff I said before about getting people out of the video before the 30 second mark, then you're just doing a little bit of teaching. Like, because you probably have some system or something that you're trying to get people into a webinar or a VSL, and then, you know, you make your clear call to action. So there's not one formula to rule them all, but it's just, it's just marketing principles. Like, that's the thing. People need to stop studying tactics and study principles. Ultimately, it's always, the answer to all of this is almost always some creative variation of pain, agitate, solve. I mean, we all have our own systems around (laughs) essentially the marketing principles. It's like the psychology of marketing, you know, like that's all it is. And it doesn't change because people are people and they respond to certain things. Ultimately, as human beings, we have egos. We want to be listened to. We want to be heard. We want to feel validated. And we want to feel like people like we... We want to feel like we have status, like we matter, like the things that we're doing and the things that we say are important. This is who we are as human beings. And so ultimately, that hasn't changed in hundreds of years. And it won't. No, not in our lifetime. Yeah. Unless our value, it it, it would take, it's going to take thousands of years of of evolution or de-evolution to change that. So we need to start. Sure. really looking at principles rather than rather than tactics because a lot of the stuff that I teach for example I have a video ads system that I teach right I taught it at social media marketing world the 4 Rs which is relate rile reveal release it's really just a fancy version of pain agitate solve right like people have pain that pain leads to an emotion the emotion keeps them up at night And then we have a very unique way to solve that problem that will lead to the benefit, which is not having that problem and having more, all the things we seek in in life, like freedom, survival of our, and and protection of our family, love, and all of these things that we need as human beings. That's really what matters. And really like, no matter what, like, let's go to TikTok. Great. Pain agitates solve, right? Like, hit them over the head, like bang them over the head with some sort of hook and make them watch the whole video because the algorithm likes it when you loop videos. So give them a reason to stay to the end of your 10, 15 second video. Breadcrumb the content like along the video so they keep watching it. And But you're doing the same thing. You're just riling it up. You're just riling up the problem and you're leading them towards the potential benefit. It's all the same stuff that Don Draper did is the stuff that we're doing now. And <laughs> Don Draper in the fake, you know, in, in like another universe of AMC, he's fake. But I guarantee those same conversations were happening there, right? It's all the same thing. Mm-hmm. For sure. For sure. So how many different ad creatives should people test? Like, what do you guys do? Like, how many different video ads do you test on each platform? 
I mean, I would recommend testing, like, I mean, you don't have to make a billion, but I would make a lot of versions of the videos that you do. Like, when we work with people from an agency perspective, like, we make, for example, like, that one, like, we call it, like, the centerpiece video um, with an actor, often funny, sticks in your mind, does really well on YouTube and Facebook in particular. That video, we make 12 different versions of, for example, just so that people can test it. Like, different, like, different hooks. Like, there's going to be a bunch of different hooks. We're going to test a square version, a wide version, a square with captions, a square with captions, and, like, a headline bar, and, like, all that Uh, stuff. So we give it to them. Are they different links, too, when you test? No, 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 no. They're just creatives. They're just creatives. Okay, okay. Yeah, and Got obviously it. when you're when you're testing things, you want to limit limit the number of variables. So you send everybody totally. to the same place and yeah, say, okay, sense. well, which one of these converts the most? Just change one little thing at a time. So you're talking about twelve, okay? So let's say someone didn't have you and your team to help them, and they were like doing this on their own. How many is like the minimum different ad creatives that you need to test? I mean, it really depends on how much money you're spending. I mean, because because money That's is true. what governs impressions. So you know it co- you know it costs. It's much more expensive than it used to be. If you only have a five hundred dollar a month budget, you can't have twelve different videos. Yeah, probably. or even a five thousand dollar a month <laughs> budget. Really, right? I mean, you yeah, sort of true. can, but it's hard to pit them against each other. And you have to. I mean, I, I would just say that it's always good to test with intention. I mean, even if you are using five hundred, I mean. $500 a month, there's not really much you can do. Just just run one version of it for a while, see what happens, then switch mm-hmm. to another version because you have to have enough budget to spread on it. But I would just say test with intention, you know, like, but but I, I, I really think the best thing that you can do is take everything that you've learned from me or and, and everywhere else, these like principles of like what to do, and then, you know, create something from that, that introduce, that, that is not about, by the way, biggest problem is people just talk about features and they don't talk about benefits that's an obvious problem i think that a lot of folks have lots of things not just in video yeah i mean that goes that's across the board for anything right like copy emails link i mean messages on linkedin like you know that's a common problem absolutely absolutely we do this 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 and this i mean you know nobody cares i mean what what they care about is if you can solve their problem and you have to really figure out from an app from the advertiser's perspective the first thing that you need to figure out of course is does this audience even know they have the problem and then that helps govern the level of education that you need to do and how you can actually spark empathy. I wrote a book on video called Producing Empathy because I believe that empathy is why anybody clicks or buys anything online or watches anything online. So if that's like if we were to just say that that's true, we have to know exactly what our audience cares about and what stage they're at in the with problem and solution awareness. So I like I've worked with 17 Shark Tank clients. And as you might imagine, a lot of them, a lot of their audiences are not very problem aware because it's such a new innovation. They don't even know they have the problem. So we'll often have to do a lot of education like, oh, did you not know? Like I always talk about Hydra which is just this great client we're still working with. They were on Shark Tank. 
They make custom water filters that are built for your water. Great, great product, great company. And it's a PhD chemist that founded it. And it's, it's wonderful stuff. But people just don't know they have that problem. They, 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 they think that their Brita and their fridge water filter is doing everything it can. And they're happy to feed that water to their kids. They don't know they have that problem. So from a creative standpoint, we have to tackle that before we tackle anything else. But if you're selling shoes, you don't have that problem. Everybody knows that they need shoes. Now it's why should I choose your shoe over somebody else's shoe? It's a completely different exercise. Or, oh, I need a plumber. Why should I choose this plumber over that plumber? It's a very different exercise. So you have to sort of do that work first to figure out where your sort of level of awareness is. I don't even remember the question you originally asked me, but I'm just. Well, here's another question. Since you have a bunch of Shark Tank clients, do you have all their products? (laughs) do you want do you want to borrow them from me yeah no yeah i have i've used it i've used a lot of them yeah i mean yeah yeah they always send their products we have to shoot them do you use the water one the one that i just mentioned yes i have three of them on on three of my sinks in my house oh it's an amazing product amazing it just goes it just goes under your sink so it's like it, it it interfaces between the water supply and your faucet it's just like goes in between it's really awesome yeah it's a fascinating I was just making sure just product. making sure that you try out the products that's all that's all <laughs> <laughs> yeah 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 just we have curious. to shoot video with all of them so yeah, yeah. it's yeah it's fun. it's fun it's so fun so for those you know so for those let's say entrepreneurs here coaches consultants anyone in the entrepreneur space that doesn't have a big budget to hire people like you companies like you and they're doing it themselves what is the best advice you have for them? Like if I were to be like, okay, Matt, I'm going to record some video ads for my corporate LinkedIn training. What, what top high level tips would you give me? Probably for you, I would say don't make an overproduced ad. I would sort of use a, I would use a pain agitate solve like with your phone type video sort of off the cuff that was, that started with a promise. Or well, I would probably do a few different hooks. Like one, I would record like starting with a promise. Like, how would you like to have XYZ? Because ultimately you're focusing on the ultimate outcome, right? So the people that you want to work with as a corporate LinkedIn trainer, like how would you like your sales team to close five hundred percent more deals next year? Which may be a goal of the people that you work with, right? And they would say, I would love that. Right. So that's one way to go. Another because it pulls people in with empathy. It's gonna pull in your target avatar. Another way to start would just be like the biggest problem I see with sales teams at big corporate at big corporate entities is that they're still doing sales like they're in the nineteen forties in front of their typewriter typing up sales notes. It's 2022, and we need to start meeting people where they are from a sales perspective. And that means learning how to sell on social media, right? And so that might be how you start that ad, because then you're starting with a very somewhat controversial statement that some people are going to be ticked about, but it's great because I have a coach that says to me, he's so smart. He always tells me, if people aren't mad at you, you're not marketing hard enough. And I think he's right. I like that. I like that. and and then essentially you'd go into, well, what if I told you this is possible? You just need to be using my very predictable system to make this happen for you using X, Y, Z. And then you go into a little bit of education. Essentially, the way it works is this, 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 and this. 
if this resonates with you, do this. And that, that's what I would make it. And what I would do is essentially record one baller version of that on your phone or whatever. Like, cause I think the more raw, the better right now for people that are like coaches or consultants and are really comfortable on camera. Right. Like I have a coaching program training creatives to build businesses, for example. And like most of my ads are like that. They're just with the phone because I just want them to feel like they're closer to me rather than like me shooting it with all my fancy studio equipment and feel like they're a little disconnected from me. Um, But yeah, I would film that one version and then I would film like three different ways to open it. And then I would just cut four versions of the video with the different openings because the hook is the most important part because if they don't stop, they'll never like they, they don't get anywhere. Like they don't even get a chance to be marketed to. So the first thing you need to do is win the battle of the thumb Got it. Love it. Okay. Right on. Hey, Ryan Dice here. You know, it's been a while since I've run the day-to-day for Digital Marketer, the company that Roland and I are partners in. Fortunately, we have a great team and great partners who help us with all that nitty-gritty stuff now. But the one thing that we focused on while I was there and the one thing the team still focuses on to this day is optimizing everything. I'm talking testing everything from the sales copy to the color of the checkout button. Testing like this can have a huge impact on your bottom line, but the truth is it takes a lot of time and a lot of resources. And half the time we were just throwing stuff against the wall just to kind of see what stuck. But the good news is you don't have to figure everything out on your own anymore. And that's because our friends at Conversion Fanatics have optimized hundreds of sites in all types of industries from small startups to Fortune 500s. And now they can handle all your testing and optimization for you too. So if you feel stuck when it comes to optimizing your website, go and visit conversionfanatics.com and they'll give you a list of custom suggestions to optimize your site 100% free. Once again, you can find them at conversionfanatics.com. So, Matt, any leaving tips for our audience here when it comes to video ads? Any final tips, tricks, advice? Yeah, I mean, I think the biggest thing is to not be intimidated by it. I think the biggest tricks are make your video ads about... Well, one, if you're not using video ads or you're only using them a little bit commit to finding a way to doing it like get some education and make some yourself hire a cheap local videographer or if you have a budget hire somebody like us or Harmon or like one of these other places and get it happening because you're just missing out on a huge brand lift opportunity if you're a coach or a consultant you have to 100% be doing it because you are the product and video is the fastest way to a conversion. But I think, and I think tip two is, no matter what you do in those videos, spend 80% of your time talking about the problems and the benefits, and 20% of the time talking about the features. And this is a huge problem I see all the time. I'm, I audit e-com stores and their ads all the time, and I'll go on and they'll be like, our new flagship product does this and this and this and this and this. And, you know, buy me a drink first. You know, like, I don't even understand why I need you. Like, this doesn't matter to me. I mean, like, the most give, you know, Mother Teresa even was thinking all the time about, like, 
how this impacted her. Like we are wired as people to think about ourselves and our own impact. Even doing this little video thing, how much of this have you spent looking at your face instead of mine? Because I know I'm just looking at my <laughs> face. This is, I don't know why. I'm actually, I'm actually looking at yours because of the way my, I have my setup. So like, I know I should have changed my I setup. I'm looking at yours. Just saying. It's just good saying. to, I'm all it's the way good over to there force to the yourself. <laughs> I like hide my face so I don't look. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. I've been doing that on Zoom lately, like clicking the hide self view thing, because we are just uh -huh. it, it's it's not that we're wired to be narcissistic, but like that that's how our human consciousness works is that we are here, we have this one life to do this one thing and we have no matter what we're trying to do, it comes down to our own inner workings. And so we have to meet people where they are. They are out there constantly looking at content, wondering about what impact it's going to have on them. So if you're not meeting them at their level and empathizing with them before you're delivering all of your like list of features, then it just won't matter. It won't be really effective. Maybe down the funnel after you've already done the other work, but it won't be effective at that point. So yeah, I mean, I guess that would be my best advice. Right. And that goes back to knowing your customer. You know what I mean? Like it goes into like knowing your customer inside and out, right? Which I talk about a lot. Like you can't, you shouldn't, you know, jump into really any, any marketing endeavor, but especially not spending money on ads and creating videos. If you aren't crystal clear exactly who you're going after and their exact pain points and what keeps them up at night, you know? And I feel like a lot of smaller businesses and entrepreneurs, they jump into doing stuff like that. Like they'll listen to this episode and they're so excited. They want to go out there and do it. And I'm like, you don't even understand your customer. You know, like you don't even know how they talk, what language they use, like what really is the heart of their problem? Because it might not be what you think it is, you know? And so it's, it goes back to like knowing, knowing your customer inside and out. And I think that's, that's huge. And then not only knowing it, but like taking that information and putting it in to the ads, to the content, you know? And I feel like there's a lot of, people that don't do that. And that's why they don't see success in that regard. I mean, I, I mean, like, I think we've all made that mistake, you know, I mean, well, yeah, it, of course. And, and, and part of, of the course. issue is that it's and, and I have to remind myself to do that work, because it is so easy. You know, I mean, if I want to get up a series of Facebook ads, I've been doing it for so long now. It's not something we actually do as a part of our service anymore. But you used to do it a lot. I mean, I can just do it. <laughs> I mean, like, I and, and I don't give much thought. Dude, like I don't do some big like I have a whole persona exercise in my book that builds an avatar profile and everything. But, you know, sometimes you forget to do it or you just make yourself believe you don't have time to it. But it just kind of goes to <laughs> what we were talking about before, which is that ultimately none of this works without understanding the basic principles of marketing and how they relate to human psychology. So you got to figure it out. I mean, you can't, you know, and if you skip steps, you know, that's the thing. It's so easy. Like there's always a new piece of SaaS software out there that's trying to get us to skip all the steps and just go right yes. to the implementation. Of course. And it's just, it's so easy now that it's, it's easy to fail We're as missing well. the fundamentals too. Yeah. And it's so easy because there's so much more noise, distraction and tools and, and, you know, 
innovation and AI, like there's, it's never ending. And so like, we forget the basics, like bring it back to the basics of human psychology, like what we were doing before computers even existed. It's the same principles, you know, but like you mentioned, like we just forget about that and get so excited and we just want to go and launch something when you, you totally Or we're failed. impatient <laughs> or have a low attention we're span yes, and we're working, but we're, sure. we're telling for ourselves sure. these lies about how busy we are and that we don't have time to do whatever. It's just kind of, it's just kind of how it is these days. But you know, it's also sort of, it's marketing principles working against us too, right? Because all of this SaaS software and some of it's amazing, of course. And like all this stuff or, mar- or agencies or whoever, they're marketing correctly on benefits. So they're just talking about results. So they're like, oh man, you want like, for example, like somebody's just going to jump in. Oh yeah, I want a 500% my sales team. Absolutely. Where do I sign up? Can we make it happen right now? And I'm sure the first thing that you'll do when you work with them is you'll, you know, you'll work with them. You'll be like, okay, let's find out exactly who your ideal customer is. What are they thinking about at night when they're at dinner with their family? Like, what are they talking about? Because these are the things that are going to influence their decisions. And in their mind, you know, it's kind of like they have to recalibrate and be like, okay, yes, this will help me get to that ultimate result, which is why I signed up in the first place. But when we're alone making these decisions, we're just kind of like, whatever. You know, Shopify, for example, allows you to just like run Google shopping ads right from Shopify with like a click without even thinking about it. It's just like, just like the old Facebook boost button. Don't even think about it. Just throw it out into the Boost world it. and trust the algorithm. Yeah. I mean, to 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 Google's whatever, you know, that's a better feature than Facebook's Boost, but it, still that's how we're built now. Don't even think about it. Right. Let the computers do the work. Um, yep. I don't know. It's really hard to replace what I do with computers because there's so much art to it. And I think maybe that's a good oh, lesson sure. like the more art and creative that you do bring to your advertising, the more you're probably going to win. I think that critical thinking is probably the best. I always tell, because I do, I, I teach a little bit of college too, and I always tell them the one thing that seems to be really lacking in the workforce over the past 10 years is critical thinking. That's what seems to be lacking. So I really want you all to like, how do I be a critic? Like, how do I take a problem and figure out how to solve it in a really unique way? that is what will be valuable to people. And that will help you move ahead in life and in work. Those are the people that we want to hire, not the people that take orders or can base, can plug data it. into a system that does something else. Right, exactly. What are we even talking awesome about now? now? It's so much so fun. I'm in a very philosophical mood yes. today, I guess. No, I love it. It's a perfect <laughs> ending. It really is. So thank you so much. And tell our listeners where they can find you, where they can follow you, where they can buy your fabulous course and book and all the things. Yeah, I, I have mattjohnstononline.com set up pretty well. If you want to okay. get into a mentorship with me or have us make some video ads for you, you should be able to go there and and find everything that you okay. want to do. Thanks so much, Mandy. Perfect. Of course. Thank you for joining. What? Where are you most active on social? Where should people connect with you on social oh, media? I don't know how I feel about social media. <laughs> Come on. We're on the Digital Marketer Podcast. You, I'm making you choose. <laughs> I'm making you choose one right now. I mean, you know, I I would say that I'm probably most active on my personal Facebook profile, but I, I was, but it, you I know, it's sort you of it all. That. Yeah, I mean, I'm just, I want, I believe it's that okay. deep connections is the future of of 
it's always been business is deep connections. And I think that shallow connections are becoming a bit of a pariah within online business because we believe that going viral on TikTok is going to give us some sort of level of business success, which rarely does. And so I think the deep connections are where these platforms are moving us anyway with the death of the newsfeed over time. And so, yeah, like Facebook personal platforms are sort of where I'm seeing the most deep connections being made. You know what I mean? Which is really interesting, I feel well, like. Well, I mean, I could say LinkedIn on B2B. Obviously, I'm going to argue with you all day yeah, long. Yeah, sure, sure. I don't do a but, lot I mean, on LinkedIn. In industry, you yeah, know? for sure. Yeah. For but sure. I agree. I, I, that's all I preach are building deep relationships and connections and not, it doesn't matter how many followers you have, you know, when it comes to the B2B world, like it's all about relationship building. It's not about followers, you know? So I think you're right. It's changing completely. So if you guys want to follow Matt on his Facebook personal profile, you certainly can. <laughs> Otherwise, I Matt think Johnson I'm by Matt J. I'm by Matt J on all <laughs> platforms. And I do post to a lot of different platforms trying to repurpose content for sure. Right I'd love on. to see you. Okay. There. We'll put we'll put your links in the in the show notes. So, thank you guys so much for listening. If you enjoyed this, uh, please go follow Matt and share this episode with your friends. And we will talk to you soon. This is digital marketing. Get ready for the two easiest ways for you to generate product photos for your e-commerce store. I'm Lauren Petrullo founder and CEO of Mongoose Media and Digital Marketer Academy faculty member. I've managed over 50,000 SKUs for over 100 different e-commerce sites, and I cannot tell you the importance of quality product photos. Not only are they important for your website, but they're great to be repurposed in your email marketing campaigns, your paid ad initiatives, and your organic social media content. It's imperative that you have great photos because great photos sell your products and start conversations with your consumers. There are two great solutions when seeking out quality product photos for your e-commerce site. One, UGC. We know that native user-generated content wins all day on social. When you can get your customers to share back their use of your products in their voice, in their personal applications, you will see dividends when that is repurposed in your paid ads and organic social feeds. Secondly, don't have customers or UGC yet? Not a problem. There are cost-effective solutions in which you can outsource that photography. This and so much more is covered in my modules in our e-commerce cert with Digital Marketer.